This isn't your world. It's theirs. But we can help them. We can stop wars, eliminate hunger, give the medical technology centuries ahead of what they have now. We've already been doing it. If it wasn't for you and me, this planet would be in flames. All we have to do is welcome Earth into our empire. I do love your mother, but she's more like a, a pet to me. A pet? This is the only way, Mark. Don't touch me. Calm down. I will not calm down. This is insane. What do you think is going to happen? That I'm going to go enslave my friends for a bunch of aliens I've never met? This is my life. These are my people! We have a responsibility to Viltrum. I don't give a shit about Viltrum. And I don't care if I live a fucking million years. This is my home, and I won't let you destroy it. You don't know what you're saying. And I can't let you interfere. I know exactly what I'm saying. So be it. <laughs> Hello, Popheads. Welcome to issue 156 of the TomCast Popcast, coming to you from a fortified bunker deep within the confines of the Tom Cave. Thank you so much for listening to this quality, independent pop culture podcast. Please follow along with the show on social media at TomCast Popcast on Twitter and Instagram. Feel free to email the show, TomCastPopcast at gmail.com. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Please take the time and give us a five-star review. It goes an insanely long way to helping us defeat the the evil algorithm that holds down so many podcasts. And remember, we are on all your favorite platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, Amazon, Audible, and so many, many more. Well, listen, we got a real treat for you today. I wasn't sure this episode was going to come together. We have a really, really busy podcast a week coming up for us on, on both the TomCast podcast and on on the Mandavision, the Star Wars podcast, focused on the Mandavision, on, on the Mandalorian, excuse me, my goodness. Uh, and, you know, because uh, the day you're listening to this, it'll be it'll be May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. And, and, and Disney is dropping a brand new Star Wars animated series on us, The Bad Batch. And we're going to be spending a lot of time over on Mandavision talking about that, as well as, actually... Let me rephrase that. Tuesday, we have the, the debut episode of, of, of The Bad Batch. And then on Friday is the next episode of that. And hopefully on Thursday, on TomCast Popcast, we have another news episode. But I was, I was hell-bent on getting to you, you wonderful listeners out there a, a, an episode of the TomCast Popcast for early in the week. Because, you know, a show we've been talking about here on the show, on the podcast, has been... Invincible, the the animated series from the creative genius that is Robert Kirkman, uh, 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 Ryan Otley, and 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 Corey Walker, the, the the team behind the the comic book series that uh, I I fell in love with, you know, many many years ago, and and to see it brought to life on Amazon, 
in such a such a fun and and unique way, with an incredible voice cast, uh, with an incredible level of detail to its uh, not only its emotional core, but the sort of hyper violence that surrounds it, and 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 sort of raises the stakes for all the characters involved in the show, knowing that there are dire consequences ahead. And, you know, this is this is a superhero comic book, a superhero story turned up to 11 because the characters feel and can be torn apart in vicious, 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 vicious ways that you do not see very often in the likes of a DC or Marvel comic book for its its titular heroes. And, and, and Invincible is, is sort of the book that was like, well, if these people were in a real world, uh, there would be bloody, bloody consequences for their actions. And uh, that is brought to the forefront in the Invisible Animated Series and then uh, 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 sort of crystallized in, 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 in a hyper-violence lens in the eighth episode, the season finale for season one of, the, of, of Invincible. This is a show that I absolutely adored. And I am a fan of the comic book, so I, w- I was sort of you know, already predisposed to enjoy it. Uh, but it's more than just a, a, a you know, a by-the-numbers adaptation of the comic book. They, they, they have done enough to uh, change certain beats, kind of cut to, sort of cut the fat, if you will, from some of the comic book stuff. And, and Robert Kirkman, the, the, the writer-slash-creator of Invincible, has, has sort of said that he really enjoyed the process of going through and breaking down season one of the animated series because, I mean, it had been 20-something years since he first wrote these books, and, and you know, and a lot has changed. And, you know, and, and part of that process was the incorporation of, of, of cell phones and texting and, and social media devices and, and things of that nature. But also, and just because he's a better storyteller now, so he, he's, like, again, he sort of trimmed the fat and he shaped the story in a, a little bit more of a modern way and it was a show that i quickly resonated with Uh, i spent a lot of time talking to the patreons on our patreon episodes about the show and the things i was really liking about it and you know one of the real uh delights for me was you know doing those patreon episodes you know I'm, i'm talking to a small audience and a small but important audience and getting feedback from that audience is so is it's such a treasured thing for me and so to get texts and emails uh, from the Patreons saying saying that, like, hey, I'm so glad you recommended this. I'm so glad you pointed us towards this. We're having so much fun watching this. We're enjoying this on such a such a different level than we, than we thought we would because, you know, we thought it was just a superhero cartoon. And it's so much more than that. You know, it is a show with an emotional core and just devastating, <laughs> devastating uh, hyper-violence surrounding it. It's, it, it, it's, you know, it's got that emotional core and then a, a candy-coated hyper-violence shell around it. It's, it's such a delight on so many levels. And the fact that the, the, the Patreons were, were responding in such a favorable manner, you know, I, I started talking about the show a little bit more often on the main podcast and I was getting more traction from people on the main podcast who were, were enjoying, uh, talking about this show. So we made it happen despite all odds uh, that I wasn't sure this was, this episode was going to happen this week. Uh, we, you know, I was able to pin down one of one of our favorite uh, contributors to the show, Reagan from the CoSG podcast. The Come on, it's still good podcast, and and he's all caught up on the show. He was able to wrap up the show, 
and so we were able to have have a bit of a chat about it, and 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 some of our favorite moments of it, and and having his perspective on here was was fantastic because uh, because he doesn't have the comic, and he was coming into it with with a fresh set of eyes and a, and, a, and a unique perspective, not knowing the source material. So I'm really excited to share this conversation with you guys, guys and gals, and and fine folks out there who support and listen to this podcast. I can't wait for you all to hear it. I hope you have a good time with it. But before we get into the podcast, before we get into the conversation proper, we have to thank the people who uh, make this episode and every episode of the podcast possible. And that are the official members of Popcast Nation, Pophead Nation, if you will. Head over to patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. You can join the nation, gain access to that sweet, sweet, sweet bonus content like I talked about, where, where I often just... Share the things I'm talking about, watching watching and reading with the Dear Sweet Patreons. Thank you to the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail. Jeff is the co-host on The Rainier, a great music podcast that I recommend highly. Thank you to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles. The Squidmaster General, Mr. Brian Broussard. The New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer. Our very own Joker and Harley Quinn. Brian and Chris of Brian Brewing Company. And our... our, our uh, our Hophead Battalion leader, Jesus Beer Hops. Thank you so much for being official members of Pophead Nation. I hope you're enjoying the, the, the Patreon content, and I thank you all for being uh, the supporters that keep this show afloat, keep the lights on, and keep us getting better and better. Because without your support, you know, we would be, uh, we'd still be talking about, uh, you know, how great the last Predator movie was. <laughs> and that is an inside joke for anyone who's been listening to the show for a very, very long time. <laughs> All right, so listen, like I said, we got a great conversation for you. Let's get into it right now. It, it's a long one, but I think it's fun. We uh, Towards the end of the conversation, we start getting into a few other topics, but uh, I, the, the bulk of the conversation is on Invincible. And just advance warning, we get into spoilers. So if you're not caught up on Invincible, you still have a, a few episodes to get caught up on, or you haven't dived into it just yet, you know, pause it right now. Come back to us when you have caught up, uh, because... I don't, I don't want to spoil anything for you and and if you're new to the to the material what happens in the show will be a a big surprise it will be a big revelation a big shock to the system and I don't not I do not want to spoil that for anyone so pause it now go watch the show and then come back and listen to uh Reagan from the Koji podcast and I uh rap uh, poetically about invincible the animated series Airing now on Amazon Prime. Go get all eight episodes of season one and just binge the holy crap out of them. It's an incredible voice cast. It's an incredible uh, a feat of animation. I mean, it looks like the comic. It's it's fantastic. So, okay, let's get to the conversation. Like I said, I've been teasing it now for a couple minutes. But before we do that, you have to do the important steps. Sit down, buckle up, hold on to your butts, and buckle up again. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Hey, all right. We are hooked up once again via Skype. It is it is rather late on both of our accounts for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's is is well after dark where Reagan is. It's well it's getting close to dark where I am. But hey, Reagan from the Coisy podcast joins us once again. And and yeah, we're here. Reagan, how are you, buddy? I'm good. Greetings programs. I was going to say it's not really getting dark where you are cuz it looks like there's a bright light coming in through that window. <laughs> It's it's the Terminator coming back in time. 
Oh, okay. Then that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're on brand here. Don't worry. All right. <laughs> are are? Uh, granted, we're recording late at night on a Monday. Are you drinking a beer? I am. What do you, you come got to today? the Tomcast pump? You come to the Tomcast podcast. You better come correct. Exactly. So, what do you got today, my friend? I am drinking a Hydra's Haze, a hazy IPA from uh, Heavy Seas Brewing Company. Hey, now that's out of Baltimore, Baltimore, Maryland. I was gonna say that's in the Baltimore's. It is. And, and because I knew I was hanging out with you tonight, I made sure to pick up something special, something really nice. And this is <laughs> this is from Flying Dog in the Fredericks, mm-hmm. Maryland. Uh, this is this is their new uh, pool hopping deck beer. Uh, it is it is brewed in the deep end. <laughs> and it's apparently so a 5.4%. I think they categorize as as an IPA, but uh never seen the, the, that one. I think it's new. And for some for some reason it's out here in California. I was at the beer store today looking at Flying Dog Bird. And they let they let you down, huh? They did. I mean, well, they had the same old same old. It's got a little mm. haze going on. Yeah, that's good haze. But uh, you know, it looks looks like a light body just, uh, for a haze. You know, still yeah. light enough yeah, to this enjoy. One's, uh, I don't know if you can really see. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Little little, uh, little fog. Little little chicken noodle soup going on there. Yeah, this is the first time I've had this one. It's not bad. It's light. It'd be really nice if I was drinking outside in the heat. No, instead of in my basement. But it's still good here in my basement. <laughs> I was gonna say this deck beer. Uh, it would be really nice, like you know, midday on a, on a on a Saturday or a Sunday if you're outside. Uh, that's actually quite enjoyable. I I like that quite a bit. Right. So, so Reagan, I have reached out to you. I mean, this is sort of like, uh, like two minutes of midnight podcast. I mean, like this, like this is the eleventh hour. Mm-hmm. We were able to hook this up, make this work out, so we could get together and review season one of of the Amazon Prime animated series Invincible, uh, which I've talked about on the, on the podcast in previous weeks, and I I know uh, from talking to, to your brother Ryan, a, a co-host on CoSG. Uh, that he's really been enjoying the show, but this is the first time I've gotten to, to talk to you about the show. So, yes. so this past Friday, episode eight debuted. It wrapped up the season. You knew nothing about this coming into it, correct? That is very correct. <laughs> Walk me through it. Like, what? Like, how did you process this show? Because I'm, I'm betting you, like a, a lot of other people, were like, "Oh shit, I didn't see that coming." Apparently, like when my brother had watched, I didn't start watching it until there were about four or five episodes out. Okay. So I binged them all in like a day, day and a half. And how the first episode ends when Omni Man goes to the the Guardian's lair. <laughs> spoilers, by the way. Spoilers yeah, yeah. in this we're, podcast. Spoilers all over the place. So I'm about <laughs> to ruin the, the cliff of the first show. We're all into it. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> and. You know, he, he found out his son has powers, and he immediately goes to the Guardians. I thought he was going to enlist the Guardians to murder his son for him. Oh, shit. So you went dark anyways. Yeah. Oh, I, I knew there was a dark turd coming. I was like, this is too good. There's got to be something <laughs> gross happening. I was like, he's going to get the Guardians to murder his children, his child. But then he just kills them. And I was like, oh, okay, that's dark, too. <laughs> So you expected darkness, but not quite the level of darkness yeah. that you got. That is correct. <laughs> I mean, it, it's an interesting position because, you know, obviously you're watching it for, for the first time. Uh, your 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 brother is is a 
a dedicated uh, Patreon supporter of this podcast. So he, I've been talking to the Patreons about this this show for a little while now, and and I've been encouraging them to check this out, and and so he and I reached out and talked to each other about it. So I know he was enjoying it, and obviously he's not somebody reading the comics. I was someone reading the comics, so like I I, I have a familiarity with the familiarity with the source material, but seeing it brought to life in that animated spectrum on on Amazon Prime was a fucking delight. <laughs> it's like the way they played it out, I thought was so well done, especially for at the same. You know, I'm watching it and I I have that comic knowledge of it. But I'm watching mm-hmm. it, and I'm hoping that people who don't know this are, like, surprised and shocked by what they're about to see when Omni-Man comes ripping out of the shadows and just starts destroying people. I mean, it's pretty out of the... You know, it's uh, awesome <laughs> and visceral yeah, and dark. Like, he's, all those things. The fight is amazing also. <laughs> like, uh, I, I want to call them all their, their DC counterparts. Uh, right. Red the, Rush. Very, very, you know, very yeah. much a, 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 an analog of the of the Justice League. And, you know, a little bit of the Avengers mixed in. But, you know, very much Justice League. Yeah. Who's the immortal? And he's kind of the Superman of the group, right? I guess because Omni-Man's not technically part of the group. You know, and te- yeah, and Omni-Man is, a, is like Superman plus. With with mm-hmm. his power set, it, it, it's it's again they're they're not like direct correlations. I mean, you have like with Red Rush, you have like a Flash anagram analog, and then the, there's sort of a Batman analog and there's an Aquaman Batman analog, and Wonder Woman analog. But again, the the show's unique enough that it it doesn't feel derivative, right? And I I love that the voices for that entire team are all Walking Dead alum. <laughs> again, a Robert Kirkman show. A Robert right. Kirkman creation. Why not enlist the the amazing voice talent you have at your fingertips to do the show, right? Right. You know, especially in 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 in, in a limited capacity, they're going to die. So yeah. you're not, you're not like, hey, I need you to do this for like five seasons. <laughs> no, it's like I need you for one episode. It's a comic book. They could bring them back somehow. I mean, they brought the immortal back. Spoilers again. Well, listen, the 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 immortal has like <laughs> he has a bit of a dark fate ahead of him. <laughs> <What's> not... <laughs> he has a dark fate. Like it's, he... it, it, I've watched him be ripped apart twice now. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't get much better for him <laughs> if they follow some of the other <laughs> no. comic history. Did Kirkman do this while he was doing the Walking Dead comic, or is this like he stopped doing the Walking Dead and went and made this? No, no, no. This was like a lot of this was con- a lot of this was concurrent. I think Walking mm-hmm. Dead might have predated Invincible by just a handful of months. So, oh, I, so he was on fire for like one year. Yeah, a couple. I mean, I'm sorry, he's still years. doing great stuff. No, but... uh, for a couple years in comic book in, in in the comic book comic book parlance, I mean, he was. But, I mean, let's put it this way: like Walking Dead was more of an immediate success for him mm-hmm. than Invincible. Invincible took a little time to get some traction going. Like Invincible took, you know, the first year, year and a half, two years to kind of get its fan base going because it, you know. It's a superhero book in a, in a in a sea of superhero books. Right. You know, Walking Dead was a unique thing at the time. It, it was it was a, a zombie survival horror. No one else was doing anything like that at the time. Invincible was just kind of like falling into the 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 sea of everything else. Until okay. people started reading it and figuring out like, oh, this is like di- this is different. Right. Uh, did the boys comic come out before or after this? I believe that I just see a lot of similarities. I believe the boys was after this, but they they were okay. there was a lot of crossover time wise. Okay, 
I mean, the boys is different. Like all superheroes are dicks in the boys, and it seems most superheroes are good. Yeah, I mean, Invincible. You would. I mean, the argument is is, is like there there are good guys and bad guys. There's there 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 is a distinction there. Uh, but the the crossover between the boys would obviously be like like the sort of visceral <laughs> blood and guts yes. of of yes. the two comics. The ultra violence. Yeah, and for some reason, like that always played well with me when I started reading this comic. And I, I came to this comic book a little bit late in its run. Like, I think I missed mm-hmm. like the first year or so of it before I I kind of got clued into it and started checking it out. Uh, but let me put it this way: You've watched one season of the show. And you got a ton of blood and guts and gore and viscera and, and stuff all over your face. You know, because brain matter. I, I still see a little brain matter hanging off your forehead right now. That's just right. Just dripping over the brow. Can, can, can I tell you something? It gets worse. There's more coming, baby. There's yeah. more coming. Get ready. Because as this show gets bigger and as, a, as the, the, the stakes and, and, the, and the scope of the show grow, so does the blood. I'm, I'm sure because isn't the war coming? Aren't Omni Man's people coming? Which one? Which war? Well, the Omni. Um, uh, what are they? Valerians. There's so many wars coming, dude. You don't even yeah. know. Well, I'm I'm sure we can get the the Seth Rogen aliens, the One Eye Alien guys. They can help us. Well, I mean, the Viltrumites almost eradicated them. I mean, yeah, Alan, the Alan is one of the few left yeah. over. But I mean, he's part well, of. They like... seem pretty strong. They seem okay in a fight. Yeah, but I mean, there's there's only a handful of them, and like they're in like this like weird ver- version of Starfleet now. <laughs> they're yeah. trying to make this coalition <laughs> of planets. People to fight. <laughs> they're trying to form this rebel alliance to to, to strike against the Viltrumites. And then uh, I was like, the Martians are kind of there, but not really. No, it doesn't they... end well for the. The, the Martians poor got Martians. a whole parasite thing going on. Like they're not. You can't count on them. Like this show has got some. Serious like things going on to it. Like th- I found this the series, and, and again, I, I come from the comic books. I understand the comic book series. I know where it's kind of going, uh, but they, they did enough to keep me on my on my toes uh, as far as mixing it up and, and kind of changing a few elements here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, like the, the the broad strokes are there. Like this show is going to get crazy. It's going to get bigger. It's going to get darker. It's going to get more fucked up and more twisted. But still, at the heart of it, like you have this unique family dynamic between Mark and his mom and now his estranged father spoilers. And then, you know, Adam and Eve, Adam Eve and, and, and the whole thing, you know, with his friends and it, that, that all still stays part of the show because it stays part of the comic. So like, it's always a grounded series, no matter how outlandish and crazy it gets. <laughs> so for those of you who, who, who don't know the comic book, I mean, you're in for a real treat. Like, there's a, this show works on so many different levels. Yeah, I was just thinking about like the interdimensional aliens that yes. come in to fight, yes. and then they, they just basically get beat up a couple times and aren't talked about again or shown again until the very end of the season one. Yeah, and, and I was they're, like, they're, oh, they're coming back, and they're still pissed. <laughs> oh, wouldn't you, dude? That that's one of my favorite. My favorite. When I first discovered this comic book, it was um, it was sort of like this unique blend of like old school Marvel stuff uh, because it had like all this great character stuff like you know oh Mark Grayson's a guy you can relate to he's like a high school kid he has problems with girls and he has a problem with bullies and blah 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 blah, blah. you know kind of like the usual mm-hmm. tropes but things you can yeah, you yeah. can relate to but then it, it takes it up a notch by having the, the familial connection to a, a great you know hero Avenger level hero like Omni-Man 
and then they turn it on, on its head with with the reveal that Omni Man is a is a world conquering villain, basically. Yeah. You know, and and, and you, everything kind of spins out from that, and you know, if you're not hooked by that, I, what are you even doing here? What, you know, what, what's gonna hook you? <laughs> like what? You know, in like the like the first episode is sort of like representative of the first like uh, 11, 12 issues of the comic book. You're thinking, you're thinking that I know this story, I get it. We're just doing this. It's super derivative of this, and then, boom, it spins on you. Yeah, I was thinking it was like gonna be like a boys slash sky high mix up or mashup. <laughs> right. Okay. It, it has similarities. It's not that though. So, so with this with with this show, was it the first episode that hooked you with that twist at the end? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was into it and I'd heard good things, but the end really when when he drags uh, not Batman <laughs> like his face across the ground, <laughs> I was like, oh, he he ain't getting up from that. <laughs> no, no. And I think that's I think that was like really the 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 fun way they spun the 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 animated series. Uh, for people who weren't who you know who hadn't bothered to read the comic, and that that's that's fine. I if you haven't read the comic, that's a okay. If this is your entry point, that's good news because you were probably completely surprised by what happened in the last like ten fifteen minutes, and the way the show uniquely rolls out its credit scheme, you know, where you're like, oh, it's over now because the title card's up, and then it comes back into the action. And you're like, oh, maybe yeah. not. Like, I so loved it. It's so great the way they do it, right? Yeah, it's fantastic. What were some of your favorite? Uh, I mean, aside from the high action and, and and stuff like that, like this this show, I thought did a really good job of swinging back and forth with its characters, with its plot devices. What did you? What were some of your favorite p- parts of the season? Um, when Worf showed up, <laughs> um, Michael Weston was in that episode. That was a great episode. The one with, with it, uh, was, it was uh, episode yeah. five, I believe. Yes, episode with, uh, five he, was he fantastic. He plays Machine Head, I believe. He was Machine Head, and uh, yeah, it was uh, Mahersha, Mahersha Ali was uh, the uh, a Titan, I think his name was. Yes, yeah. So good. Yeah. That episode was standout, in my opinion. Yeah, it was fantastic. And it, like, it had a little bit to do with our heroes, mm-hmm. but it was this, this weird king-making storyline. You know, one villain overthrowing another, being put into power. Well, and the glimpse you got into Omni Man's psyche as he's watching his son basically get murdered by yeah. by villains, just hovering above and watching dark, <laughs> twisted shit in that episode. And then obviously Mahershala Ali and 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 and, and you know Michael Weston Michael, yeah. killing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, so good. But like that element alone, I mean, again, you know, Mark on the verge of of, of I, I would say on on death's door. Glimpsing, yeah. open, opening his eyes and glimpsing Omni Man like deep up in the sky above him, not doing a damn thing to help him. Yeah, <laughs> fucking dark and twisted and just you're like, what's going on here? Like, what's 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 the angle? Like, why did Omni Man do these things? And you know, maybe if, if you're again unfamiliar with the comic, but you know comic book tropes, you're like, oh, was he mind possessed? Is he being controlled by some bad guys? Like, we're seeing Machine Head is able to mani- manipulate a, a lot of characters, yeah. and and you know. You, maybe you wonder. I don't know. Like, what? How do you feel about that? Or did you think like, no, 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 this is not connected. I didn't think. I just thought. Yeah. Like, I was just assuming Omni Man was just a bad person. Yeah. For some. For, for reasons. Yeah. Because I hadn't seen. 
Like if he had like a weird bracelet on <laughs> or, you know, something like that. If he had a mustache or yes, he, he has a mustache. You mean like a Dude, goatee, yeah. like a, like a dark yeah, yeah, hair like goatee? Like a goatee or something <laughs> or a weird scar on his face. I'm like, mm, I'll trust that guy. <laughs> well, listen, spoilers. Like he's not from a mirror universe. Yeah. <laughs> the Viltrumites, bad dudes. They got no, they got a lot great. going on. Now, do they have some form of kryptonite in this universe? I mean, not really. No. Oh damn it! That would have come in handy for season two. <laughs> they really need to start throwing rocks and Omni Man. Just seeing what happened. No, 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 no. It's it is not yeah, that so easy. So there's not a cure all. No, and that like I said, that's why uh, the 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 stakes in the in the in the blood and the guts and the gore and the viscera will continue to escalate uh, because as as we learned on on Friday when the when the when the season finale aired this show has been you know it got the stamp of approval season 2 and 3 are coming we're at least getting two more seasons yeah hopefully in a timely manner though animation not a fast process yeah but it's uh there won't be as many delays like star trek getting delayed and things like that well you know it's it's funny i i wondered and like no one has asked I've listened to a couple of different interviews with Robert Kirkman, uh, you know, since the show's been on, and like no one's asked him directly if the pandemic had anything to do with him getting like the this um, incredible cast to be his voice talent, or if he managed this beforehand. But I mean, you know, I've talked about it on the show before. I mean, you you have, you know, J.K. Simmons as Omni Man and Sandra Oh as as as, as Omni Man's wow. wife Debbie and and Debbie, yeah. I mean, it's it. Stephen Young as um, Stephen Young as, Mark. As, as Mark. I mean, Mahersha Ali and, and Walton Goggins. I mean, and then the entire cast of Walking Dead is on this show. Yeah, Jason Manzukas, Manzukas, Seth Rogen. I mean, it's yeah. it's off the charts. It's incredible the people they have lined up to be on this show. And and honestly, I just I honestly think they're all just fans. Mark Hamill. Did you say Mark Hamill? Mark Hamill was the costume guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's Can't it's, leave him it's, off. it's top tier, man. It's so good. Like I listen, I'll be honest. Like the one that blew me away was Mahersha, was Mahersha Ali. I, I love the villains in the show so much because it's mm-hmm. also um, whatever the clone guy's name is. Hands down, my favorite character on the show. Can't remember what his name is. Oh, the Mahler twins. Yes, oh, they're, they're, they're great. I want them to have their own show. <laughs> you d- don't even listen. The Mahler twins are great. <laughs> But there's so much more coming. I'm, I'm willing to bet. Like I know, and you know, actually, let me ask you that question. You know, now that I know that you're into the show, you're digging it. You're feeling, you're mm-hmm. vibing it. You're into these characters. You're into this world. Like, will you check out this comic in the meantime? Do you want to get ahead, or do you uh, want to stay with I, the comic? I, might, with the, with I, the show? I still gotta read the boys. Like I've, I've, I've got it. But do you gotta? <laughs> I got it. I just haven't. I've been reading a lot of books instead. Books are good. I like yeah. books. Books have words. You know, I'm in. I'm in knee deep in like Harry Potter and The Expanse. That is quite the dichotomy of books, right there. Well, it's, I'm reading one for Mrs. Undefeated Champ, and she hates it because I pick apart Harry Potter after I read a book, <laughs> and she does not like it. <laughs> well, listen. I mean, I don't. You know, I don't. Not that I always want to be on your side on things, but I, I just did a Patreon episode where I was very critical of. A trope that I attribute a lot to Harry Potter, which is the this idea of you know YA fiction and the chosen one, and how I think it's, I mean, it's a tad just, derivative. I mean that goes all the way. That's Star Wars. How dare you? It's... What, what uh, who's the Star- Luke who? Skywalker's not the chosen one? No, Anakin Skywalker's the chosen one. We know that. 
Who destroys the Sith? He's the new Pope. Who destroys He's the Sith? The new... Who destroys the Sith? Luke. False. Anakin throws <laughs> the Emperor down the shaft, fulfilling his own destiny. If you want to count how many Sith Lords Anakin killed to how many Jedis Anakin killed, I think he's on one side more than the other. Um, I, younglings don't count. Younglings don't count. <laughs> they count as a third. <laughs> Everyone knows this. I don't feel good about that joke at all. <laughs> I'll I'll argue the Star Wars point actually because I I think it's a little bit more complicated in Star Wars. But I mean, obviously, like Harry Potter, the the boy who didn't die, you know. And and I'm uh my my point of reference was this new show on Netflix, is Bone and Shadow. I don't know if you're watching it, but I I was just reading about it today. Apparently, it's a really good book series. And I don't I was like, Maybe have to check it out. I don't think it's bad at all. I'm enjoying it, but I, I just kind of noticed like this like. A lot of YA books are about the chosen one, and it kind of annoys me. <laughs> it's like, can't they There's just be lot. about like a bunch of people doing cool shit and making the world a better uh, place? Last Starfighter. He won a video game. He's chosen. He's not chosen. He had to win the video game. <laughs> it was Man, an arcade. It was an open wild. tournament. You could have won that. You weren't around. You weren't in a trailer park. Might have been. You don't know what I was doing in 1984. I have a good idea. I have a yeah. good idea. <laughs> I was probably laying on the floor somewhere watching cartoons. Probably watching uh, Thunder of the Barbarian. No, probably too much Tron, knowing you. <laughs> no such thing. Also, Tron. Chosen one. Kevin Flynn. What? You're going to go there with that? <laughs> oh, my God. Now this Chosen One thing is just getting thrown all over the place. <laughs> All right. Well, despite your your just outright wrongness about chosen ones in in pop culture and fiction, oh no, Neo's definitely a chosen one, and I don't care for him at all. You know, I don't like the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> you should rewatch. It's pretty good. Listen, the first one holds up just like the first oh, one. Yeah, I, I, I will admit, the first one I will admit, like I I I am in the minority, and there's some enjoyable elements. But like, let's get into two and three. Come on. I mean. Burp. <laughs> I saw one of them in theaters. I I listen to your podcast. You can't lie to me. I'll play it against you. <laughs> <laughs> I like the first one. I don't remember liking the second or third. <laughs> well, granted, they have not been exclusively featured on your podcast, but yes. I, definitely, I definitely have but quotes. We, we probably talked about them during that I, episode. I was going to say, I have quotes of you in, in you know not being a fan. <laughs> yes. So I, I, I'm don't not a try fan. It. Don't try it now. I was going to say, one of them I saw in theaters... It's one of the few movies I wanted to leave. Yeah. And I never leave a film. Yeah. I just sit and take it. I can't remember which one I didn't, I disliked more, two or three. Um, but as far as leaving the theater, the only one, I, the only movie I recall fighting the urge to walk out of was Batman and Robin. Because I literally stood up in the middle of one scene and was like, I need to find the exit. <laughs> I walked out of the movie Cars. But that's not really due to the movie. The AC was out in the theater. <laughs> and it was it was like a family thing. We were all watching together. And I was like, I got to go. Like, it's too hot to be watching Cars. You want some good and plenties, and you got the hell out of there. Yeah, no, I went and walked around Rio. I think I got a beer somewhere. Probably, <laughs> you know, I probably went to Terra Thai and drank some beer. I guess, I guess what I want to know about Invincible, going back to the whole reason why I had you why, on the show. Why, why we're here. Why we're here. Okay. <laughs> I, I, will change the to. I will change the topic on you eventually, but, like, uh, uh, how would you rate the season? Like, I mean, A+, plus, you know, 10 a plus, out of 10. A-plus, definitely. Yeah. I mean, 
because we, we haven't even got into like the robot storyline, which I loved robot from the second he was on. They even though he seemed super sinister. Oh, the entire dude, time. You don't even know yet. Like they, they've accelerated robot storyline a little bit from the comics mm-hmm. uh, to, to him being in the clone body of uh, of uh, Jason Manzakis's character. Yeah. Um, um, Rob, I want to say Robbie. I want to say Dynamo something, but I know that's not right. I mean, Gambit. (laughs) Y'all know who you are. Listen, I'm doing this podcast. I've had uh, multiple beers today, and I'm a little fuzzy on some detail work, okay? And I'm terrible with names, especially (laughs) when there's, you know, a a better-known canon character such as Gambit. (laughs) But, I mean, you know... uh... That that again, we're staying in the comic wheelhouse, but we're getting a little, we're, we're kind of speeding up the the train at the same time, which is nice, right. which is good because that whole thing with robot in the comic books, I mean, like that's like the slow burn element of, of that story, because like you said, like robot's kind of sinister, like when you look at him, right? It, it's kind of like a skull with green eyes. Yeah, it's creepy. And you know, he has that that real flat voice. Yeah, which Zachary Quinto does a great job with that. Yes. Another another amazing element of the voice cast on this show. Break down the episodes. I mean, like, like, like okay. tell me some of your favorite elements because, you know, like, ask someone who hasn't seen the show before. Yeah. I I want to know like like what struck a nerve with you. Like, what did you enjoy? What what and like were there some things you didn't you didn't like? I'd love to hear that too. Because I you know, uh, I I know the comics, so I mean, I, like I said, I kind of know the beats. Uh, but I there wasn't I was a tickled. lot that I didn't like. Like I I found it to be very enjoyable. I, I, you know, I already asked you about the kryptonite thing, because I was like, we got to find some way to kill Omni Man. <laughs> but I guess at the end of this episode, or end of the series, like, they bring the the kaiju back. Yeah, yeah. And then they're shooting them with satellites. You know, that was the neat part about episode six, or um, I'm sorry, episode seven, was all the things they're throwing at Omni Man to slow him down right. before he could get to Mark. The, the robot soldier yeah. cyborg monster things, right? And and and, and like Cecil and his complete distaste for you having to employ that guy, but he needs some yeah. kind of weapon against Omni Man because he knows Omni Man killed the Guardians of the Globe. Yes, Cecil is a cool character. Also, you know, I love Walt, Walton Goggins. You know, I you know when I was when I, when I was reading this comic book, you know, you know several years ago, like obviously Walton Goggins was not even like a thought in my mind for like the voice of that character. But he's so good in it, and I, I'm such a fan of oh, his. Yeah. And the fact that he's like, yeah, I'll be this old CIA guy. That's cool. <laughs> the the one thing that would that made me laugh a lot, his assistant, I forget what his name is. Mm-hmm. He basically looks like a grown up Bobby Hill from King of the Hill. He does, yeah. And I was like, is that how he was drawing the comic? Everyone, everyone on the animated series is drawn basically the way they were in the comic. Okay, that character, I, I don't know if they're gonna sac- sacrifice sort of like his whole thing. I don't want to say too much in case they, they okay. In case I was they hoping get he wasn't dead stuff. for real. I hope well, he comes back some way. There, there, there may be more there than we've been led to believe so far, and that, and that's what I'll say so oh. far. Although he does like. I mean, it is house. a nuclear explosion, which again was not exactly out of the comic books. But there, 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 he may have a backstory that will shed some light on some other events. Okay, let, okay. Let, let let's see let's see what they decide to do. Because because the season one for for anyone who is curious is roughly the first thirteen issues of the comic book. If you want to go back and reread it, 
Uh, but they do they do kind of fast forward some things and they do kind of skip over some other things too. Like there's a couple of uh, plot threads in those first thirteen that they're like, yeah, no, we don't we don't need to go down this road. Okay. And, so he com- does he commit the murder at the end of the first issue? That the, is, the Guardians murder at, in issue one, or does that take like two issues? It's it's earlier than you might think it is, but it's it's not as late it's not as late as you might think it is either. Oh, okay, <laughs> it's pretty early. <laughs> And it takes a little while for Mark to figure it out too. I mean, much like the show, the show kind of the show kind of plays out the right way, in, as far as like that goes. Oh, we haven't even talked about another favorite thing of mine was um, Clancy Brown as the demon detective, which made me smile. I was like, "This is the coolest thing." I also want a demon detective television show. Yeah, and I mean, you know, before we started recording, we were talking just talking about like our our love of John Constantine and how mm-hmm. Legends of Tomorrow is currently ruining him. But yes. like, but yeah, the Demon Detective basically like like uh, a mashup between uh, Constantine and Hellboy. And yeah. it's it's so good, and you know, he has a presence in those first like four or five episodes. So strong, so interesting, so unique. And again, you know when. I forget how much I've said on previous episodes of the podcast, so if I'm repeating myself, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> but you know, when when Kirkman pitched this book to Image, you know, Image was was looking for more superhero stuff, and Kirkman's like, "I got a whole universe full of shit. Let's just let me go, and I'll get into it." And like, I mean, it's through one book that he introduces all these elements that are like, "Oh, that's reminiscent of Marvel. That's reminiscent of DC." And then he got to like stuff like Demon Detective, which is like, "That's Hellboy," and then he would get yeah. into like other stuff, but it, it just was like. Just so kaleidos, you know, this wonderful mosaic slash kaleidoscope of all the car- current comic books that were like, you know, in vogue at the time, right? And it's, to it's see that in the show is so great. Yeah, it's something that feels familiar, but also new at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's great because I, I immediately understood what the Devil Detective was all about. <laughs> Him writing notes in his little ne- Necronomicon, ex mortis. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, and, I can't and, wait for him to come. And back. when they show it, I mean, it is the Book of the Dead. I mean, it looks like it's straight out of Evil Dead. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All I was thinking was like, does he write in blood in that? No, and, they, and like the whole thing with, with like Cecil. I mean, Cecil being like the, this all-knowing government agent who knows how to dispatch all these characters and how to deal with all these like heroes and villains and things like that. It's it, it's a really it's a really fully realized world that we are just starting to kind of get our entry point to. Right, and as you get to experience it more through the various, you know, n- the next couple of seasons, you'll you'll see that, and it, it's a lot of fun, and and yeah, I'm really excited for for all you guys who haven't who who don't know what's coming, because <laughs> yeah. there's cool shit on the horizon. So there there are like villains and like where I want to see more of Battle Beast. Gotta oh, you, get him no, in the you, show more. You you will, I mean, if, if it follows the books, it, but you know, which it seems to be one to do. But awesome. it was nice that, like, also this book came out in, like the early two thousands, mm-hmm. and so they they updated it pretty nicely as well. You know, like, there's more uh, re- like relevant cell phone play and internet and stuff like that going on in the show. Okay, okay, I do have a question. Yeah. When uh, Mark's first getting his outfit, he puts like an orange and yellow one on. <laughs> is that what he originally wore in the comics, or is that just something they they also tried to give him that in the comics? You know, I I I have just started re- rereading the comics, and I don't. I have not gotten that far yet, so I can't recall initially if he, if he does do that or not. Yeah. I just figured that that's how they do it, you know. Now in comic book movies and stuff, they'll put yeah. him like 
No, it, it was very much like, like Spider-Man, you know, like when he's yeah. wearing like the cheap homemade outfit. Uh, yeah, and I haven't gotten that far. I've, I've been uh, very slow with, with getting back into Invincible. I've, I've been very uh, fascinated by the by the this Grand Animal Thrawn book I'm reading right now. So I'm, I'm very Which one are you? Ascendancy? I'm on, no, actually I'm on Treason still, the third book in the uh, first okay, trilogy. Okay. Uh, that's a good one. It's that's really good. good. So that's kind of taking up my, my reading time right now. <laughs> I'm enjoying the crap out of that. But yeah, no, no, I'm getting back in Invincible. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have that, I'm gonna have a bulk of that reread by before season two starts for sure. <laughs> I got time on my side. Animation is slow. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and you, you know, draw fast. Well, and something you may not know is is the 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 original artist on Invincible is like the the lead animator basically. Like he's doing all the character designs. So the show oh. was very much like the comic as far as like the art goes. Okay. That's- that makes sense now that you said. That's cool, though. No, it's it's super cool. Like, there's this great con- kind of like continuity. So, like, if you wanted to read the comic book, you wouldn't be jarred by the by the visuals in it. Right. People would still look the same. Yeah, I mean, like, you might see more viscera and intestines, but but other than that, like, it's basically the same. In episode eight, right when Omni Man and Mark are fighting, because Omni Man has revealed himself to be like the world conqueror. Mm-hmm. And and Mark's trying to stand up to him, and obviously he cannot because he is very new at what he's doing. He's been doing it for six weeks or yeah, whatever. He's, and he's not great at it. We've seen him not be great at it for a little while now. The subway scene. Awful. <laughs> Awful. Uh, Omni-Man just holding his son by the head and forcing him through a subway train at full speed and the people just being eviscerated. Does that come after he like saves that guy's life, and then Omni Man just flies in and pops his head like a grape in his face? I think that is after that scene, which is also brutal. Yeah, which was also awful. You're like, oh Jesus, oh no. Yeah, Omni Man goes full heel. <laughs> that it's quite the heel turn, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. It's aggressive. <laughs> like it... he compares his mom to a dog. Oh, brutal, and yes. and. They're having this conversation, and she's aware of it because she's she's in that control room with Cecil, and they have like those spy cams all around. Like, how devastating is that emotionally? Well, pretty devastating. I mean, the man like, that you love and have sworn you and devoted your life to just called you his pet. Yes. Oh, <sighs> it's brutal. It's yeah, emotional. It's also, he's beating you know Mark to death, and he's like, "I'll just make another one." Oh. <sighs> Dude, dude, it's so intense. It's it's incredible. The 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 the, yeah. the 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 vast emotions on display in this episode, and then Mark again taking this pummeling. In his, it looks like his father about to deal the death blow, and 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 yeah. you know I forget exactly what Omni Man says, but like like what are you gonna have after all this, you know? And he's like, I'll always have you, Dad. And then it, oh oh the heart. The heart <laughs> breaks in half, and Omni Man has that flashback to to Mark as a child playing playing baseball. Playing like, baseball. Oh my god! Come on, this show again. It's a cartoon. It's animated, and it, it's easy to dismiss because of that. But this show delivers on the emotion. It delivers on the heart, and then it delivers on the action and the the intensity at the same time. Come on, you can't get better it, than this. It does. It does. It's great. And, but when Omni Man gets back to his planet, are they going to be mad that 
he basically didn't conquer Earth. We can't talk about that yet, buddy. That's season okay, two. Okay, I'm baby. just saying. That's season two. I don't two. think those dudes are going to be happy. Mustachioed warriors. Yeah. They're, they're, even the women? I can, you know, listen. I'm Listen, there's, there's a part of me. I, I can't lie. Like, if they don't get, like, you know, okay. Tom Selleck to be a voice in the show, I'll be very upset. As a Viltrumite leader. Come on. Right. What? So, in season two, could, like, three other Viltrumites come in? And be like, uh, you know, Neil before Zahn, you know, or Zahn. There, Sorry, there, is, there, is, there is definitely that moment in the comics. I'm, I, I sort of uh, suspect that you might get to that by the end of season oh, two. Okay, so th- could there be good versions of them in their dimension? They, you know, in their phantom zone? I shouldn't talk about that. Oh, I, ladies and gentlemen, I think I'm on to something. <laughs> I can't talk about that. I think I'm on to something. Well, are we you all the, know. Are you, though? Are you? Well, I don't, I don't want to say too much about the... I put the, it out there in the universe. I, I don't want to say too much about the Viltrumites because, like, there's a lot coming with them. Especially, you know, again, we're, 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 you know, we have been given the green light for season two and three. I yeah. hope they get, I, I hope they get, like, five seasons out of the show at least because I feel like that, that'll, that'll paint a fuller picture of the show because, I mean, it's the, the comic book is not just about the Viltrumites and, and the, the impending doom that the Viltrumites will bring to the planet. It's also about Mark becoming like the protector of the planet and all the things he has to do, controversial and, and otherwise, to make Earth a better place at the same time. And at the, at the point where he gets frustrated with bureaucracy and, and red tape and, and Cecil. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why are we doing it this way? This is stupid. Let's do it this way. And how that works or doesn't work. Like, there's a lot to get into with, with you know, Mark as a character... And, and the Viltrumites' overall looming threat. They're, they're, right. It's a really, really deep and rich comic book. I, I think you'd really enjoy getting into it if you have the time or the inclination, yeah. or just wait for the show because the show seems to kind of hit all these things too. You know, we, we set up Mahersha Ali's character, you know, the Titan character. You know, he's now the, like the, the, the crime lord of this town, of this city. This, I, it felt like it was Chicago to me, but I, I forget if they actually named it. Uh, I'm. I mean, I know it's Reginald Val Johnson High School. You can just Google that and see where that high school is. Yeah, well, I mean, that also might bring a bell too, because like Chicago was a town they destroyed in their in their battle in, in episode yeah, eight. Yeah. So, I mean, didn't Family Matters also take place in Chicago? It sure did. It sure yeah, did. So I think it might be Chicago. Man. <laughs> <laughs> if we see Mark Grayson eat some deep dish, we'll know for sure. That's right. Mm. Eat some deep dish pizza. Ooh, That's let's get delicious. into it. Mm, I'm I'm all about it. I'll meet you in Chicago. All right. We'll go to Pequod. It'll be fine. We'll go anywhere. <laughs> I had a delicious deep dish pizza at like 2 in the morning at some random hotel in Chicago. It was awesome. Did you really? I did. I didn't know you'd been to Chicago. I was at a layover flying back from Malaysia to Malaysia, and uh, my wife was asleep. And I went down to the bar. The Jets were playing the Patriots. <laughs> Rex Ryan. Oh boy! Was a head coach for the, the so Jets. a while ago. Oh, a long time ago. <laughs> Real good pizza though. That's good like, news. That's good it was news. Like Seven dollars for the deepest, biggest pizza. Okay. And I couldn't take it on the airplane with me, what? <laughs> so I had to throw it out. <gasps> that is half of it. I ate half of it at night. That's a crime. Yeah, trust me, I was upset. Why couldn't you take it on the plane? No, they're not gonna let you take some random pizza on the plane. Come on, man. It was it was a ton of pizza. 
Yeah, that sounds right. And it was a lot. It was more than six ounces of of sauce. We're not we're not talking about pizzeria Uno's, are we? No, <laughs> uh, those are good times though. They were good times. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue with you on that. One more restaurants there now. <laughs> well, listen, I mean Chicago deep dish. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Next time you come out here, I got I got a place I'll take you. Don't worry. We'll make All up right. for it. We'll make up for it. I you know I don't know what else I want to say about the show. I feel like we we we've Bast in his glory. I mean, I I've been singing his praises for a while now. But like, what what you know? Are there any other thoughts you have about it you want to want to share with people? I mean, we didn't really talk about Adam Eve's story at all. Oh, I mean, we've barely about talked her, about her, about yeah, her. Like her her dad who doesn't want her to be a superhero because basically he just doesn't want her to die. You know, well, I mean, what is what, what was your take on Mark and his relationships in the in this in the show overall? I mean, like he he's juggling a girlfriend. His relationship with Adam Eve, his relationship with his buddy William. I mean, there's a lot going on here, and he's trying to right. keep the superhero thing going on, too. Well, I, I liked it when William finally found out, but then started telling everybody. Yeah, it, it, it comes out pretty quickly after that to everybody in the group. Yeah, everyone else knew, though. Like, William was the last to know, because uh, what's his girlfriend's name? Played by Domino. Yeah, uh, Zazie Beats is. is or Atlanta. The... Yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah, it, he's a real bad boyfriend to her all the time. <laughs> no, but, but, yeah, and, he, I mean, like she he, says, I mean, he, he's, he's lies superhero. to her. Yeah, but it's, a, you know, it's the, the standard superhero storyline. You know, you wear the mask to protect your, your loved ones. Right, yeah. She could be a little cooler about it. She's Amber, by the way, on the show. Amber, yeah. And Jason Manzakis is a, is a Rexplode. Rexplode, yes, it's a great name. <laughs> really, when I saw, because I listened to one of his podcasts and he said he plays Rexplode, and I was like, that has to be a villain. A villain. <laughs> there's, there's no chance that a hero's explode <laughs> as his last name, except for him. <laughs> yes, and I was wrong, but I love that character too. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, I, I don't want to talk too much about Rex because uh, Rex might have a few things coming up for himself. Yeah. So we'll keep that. I'll, I'll keep that to myself. More clones? I can't talk about it. Yeah. I'm really hoping Robot just made a bunch of weird, creepy little boy clones for um, Monster Girl. Listen, let's just say like Robot's not done fucking around, okay? Oh, why would he stop? <laughs> Robot's got plans. Everyone yeah. on this show has things going on, okay? And like we haven't even scratched the surface as, as far as that goes. Multi- I'm hoping we multi- get more into that in two and three seasons, two and three. I, I mean, I don't think Multicate has a lot going on. Duplicate. Duplicate. That's it. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Duplicate's a much better name than Multicate. Actually, Duplicate's lucky she made it out of season one alive. I don't. I don't think her fate's long for season two oh, or three. I really like when when they were fighting the dimensional aliens. Yeah. And she was dying all over the place. Yeah, 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 for sure. I was like, this is fantastic, because <laughs> they're just killing this girl a thousand times, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> it was like, she's she's like the battle android trooper of this television show. That's a G.I. Joe reference. <laughs> I also enjoyed that, like, in those first two episodes, we had John Hamm as, like, a random dude. That was a great voice casting as well. Who's John Hamm? He's, like, the random security guy at, like, the White House. And then he's at uh, oh, okay. Mount Rushmore in episode two. <laughs> I was like, they got Jane Hamm to do this shit? How about that? 
It's just a vote. Like, it was during a pandemic. People need to do something. Like, no. You want to record some voice work? No, 100%. I mean, and you, you know, you had Ezra Miller as the guy who's making like the zombie robots, and you had, uh, mm. uh, you know, again, you, Jeffrey Donovan in there as, as Machine Head, and Lenny James as Darkwing, and, and you know, again, the majority of the cast is from uh, Walking Dead, but Michael Jordan's Battle Beast, come on. It's great. As soon as I heard his voice, I was like, yes. No, we all knew. Come on. Yes. Well, I was super hyped in that episode because it was Michael West immediately. Yeah, you the I great mean, Jeffrey Donovan. Yeah, that was not a, that was not subtle. He did not try to change his voice at all. <laughs> Doesn't have to. He just wants to let me know so I could talk about Burn Notice on a second podcast <laughs> and get word out there of a show that ended in like 2008, I believe. If people haven't watched Burn Notice by now, like Reagan, I'm sorry, like you and I are the only ones. Like, you know, I don't oh. think we can bring your brothers into the group. So they're I out. I watched it. Rob is a man of honor. And eventually I'll sign it to Ryan for homework. <laughs> what did Just you think about? Just to watch it. I, I think one of the elements of the show that I was curious about your take on, uh, you know, uh, you know, as we as we kind of like ramp up to our conclusion here, oh, uh, Sandra Oh, as as Debbie Grayson, mm-hmm. as Mark's mom, um, I really enjoyed her investigation of of Omni Man and and sort of like following the path that like you know the hints that were sort of dropped at her and and sort of the way it nodded her. Right. I really liked the way Sandra Oh played that. I thought she was incredible. And I'm I'm not the world's biggest Sandra O oh fan in general, but like she was phenomenal in this. I've heard she's great in that Killing Eve show. She's I, great in I know, that. She's I know you've, that. I you've talked about. But it. I, I'm, still... I'm not a Grey's Anatomy person, so I don't know her from that. Uh, Mrs. Undefeated Champ, super fan of that show. Well, she's I've seen like person. four episodes. It's fine. <laughs> it's no Scrubs, though, is it? No, of course not. <laughs> it's no Mash. It's no House. But, you know, there's other stuff out there. But I mean, what did you think of that element of the show, like the sort of like the, the, the trust and antitrust of of like a of, the, of a of a marriage, basically? I was mad at Omni Man for not throwing that suit into the sun. <laughs> I had so much evidence on it. Do you think he wanted to get caught, or do you think he was just was like beyond? Didn't caring? he say he needed to use it to to, to frame um, Demon Detective? Demon Detective. He did say that. Yes. I don't know how, but okay. But once he framed him, he could have walked down to his backyard and thrown it into the sun. He didn't even have to leave the ground. He could just throw it. Yeah, sure. But I think that by that point, though, I think Cecil was well aware of what was going on. And he just needed sort of him to admit it. I mean, the house was under surveillance for quite a while. I think the house had always been under surveillance. I think you're probably right. You're probably right. And I don't think Cecil ever believed the story that would happen there. Well, yeah. I don't know. I... I mean, there's so many elements of the show. I don't, you know, we don't need to dive into every single one of them. But I mean, overall, you enjoyed season one. You would, Love. you would recommend it to other people. Absolutely. You don't need to I read mean, the comic, but if you want to, by all means, it's there. Check it out. It exists. Don't watch it with your kids. No, it is an adult cartoon, but not in like the adult cartoon sick twisted <laughs> kind of way. No tentacles or anything. I mean, maybe in season two. But well, there not, is that kaiju like... that has some tentacles, but like oh, they don't yeah. go in, into inappropriate places. Yeah, we're not talking. We're talking about different stuff. Yeah, <laughs> blah, no. blah, blah. different stuff. Different stuff. Just ignore us. It's fine. No one's listening, anyways. Ray- Reagan is fine. It's just you and I talking. Oh, just, okay. It's just two friends. You so... know, I like tentacle porn. But, oh, you know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't wait for that KOSG podcast. <laughs> oh. The kaiju surprise? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I mean, you guys just did the, you know, your review of the Falcon Winter Soldier, and I think you all gave it a Koiz, Koiz, not necessarily Koiz G, but, or, you know, as in still. It a, a G or anything. You know, Koiz good. Yeah. It's <laughs> very good. You're like, come on, it's good. Would yeah. you agree with that for Invincible? Oh, yeah, this is simple. Yeah. Of course it's good. More people need to watch this. Don't be, don't be hesitant because it's animated. Uh, it's it's done in the style of the comic books. Uh, Corey Walker, the the initial artist in the comic book, uh, did a lot of the designs and a lot of the uh, background material for the for the animated series. So it looks like the comic. If you were to pick the comic, you would be like, oh yeah, I get it. It looks it looks very similar. Uh, the story has the same depth and breadth and 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 intensity, emotionally, viscerally. I again, I couldn't I can't recommend the show enough. For eight weeks, I've been delighted. It was hard to watch. You know you know. Over here on our show, we've been doing like the Falcon Winter Soldier re- reviews, and as much fun as that's been, I've always wanted to be like, I want to talk about Invincible, but not enough <laughs> people are watching it. Like your brother was one of the first to follow me to it, but uh, but right. Mark hasn't followed me. Roger hasn't watched all of it yet. You know, they're they're getting to it, but they're not there yet. I, I was the last one for my show to get on board with it. Okay, so Rob is watching it. Box Rob, Rob, Rob watched it, loved it. Okay, you know, E was watching it. I'm like, you really should just watch it. I was like, oh, I'll get around to it. I'm <laughs> I'm lazy. Your your producer E, who is like kind of like the like the, the comic book guy on the show. Yes. D- does yes. he know it from the comic books, or is this new for him too? Uh, no, I think he had read the comics. Okay. It's you know he's, he's a big savvy. nerd. He knows he's one of the big nerds who likes to read comic books. I take that as a compliment, <laughs> sir. <laughs> How I, was intended? <laughs> I take that as a compliment. <laughs> but well, I, be- I believe he had read the comic books. Well, hey. Head over to skybound.com and pick up your your Mark Grayson blood-soaked action figure because they're currently available for 25 bucks. Ooh. Yeah. Soaked in blood. Like, do you, oh, you don't push like a button on his back and like blood doesn't shoot out of his face? No, it's just he's just already uh. already, already through the subway train. <laughs> uh. Battle damage. Uh, I thought included. it was the after the fight with his dad. <laughs> like, you know, when he's laying on the mountain. Like I said, I mean, like, there's, no a, there, there's a lot of blood and guts coming up, and it has nothing to do with, with Omni-Man or the Viltrumites. I mean, like, this show, or this comic book, uh, through its run, continued to uh, ramp up the, the, the scales on both the blood and guts and the gore and the emotional toll that the characters were going through, too. Like, like Debbie has some dark times coming up here, and I think we got a, we got a little hint of that. When she's hanging out with the tailor, you know, played by Mark Hamill in, in this final episode of the season. Uh, when she breaks down and sobs in the bed, like when she's alone finally and just completely breaks down, I was like, God, that's heartbreaking. Like, I don't need that in a cartoon. Well, and, and like, trust me, she's not going to get over it super quickly because, I mean, when you listen to the man you think is the love of your life equates you to the family pet, <laughs> that takes some time. Yeah, yeah. She's not gonna start taking like super soldier serum. No, no. Unfortunately, getting ripped. No, unfortunately not. <laughs> unfortunately not. But uh, uh, there's a, there's a lot. This this if if the show were to follow the trajectory of the comic book, there's a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of again just emotional emotional turmoil for these characters to go through while they're dealing with world conquering stakes. You know, un, end of universe kind of level threats. You're gonna have a great time. If you haven't checked it out yet, you're going to have a great time. Check out the animated series. Check out the comic book. I can't recommend them 
both of them highly enough. I mean, they're, they're, they're fantastic. It takes the superhero genre in a whole new, whole, uh, very interesting new direction because it is one of the few comic books with a beginning, middle, and an end. It wrapped up. Issue 144 was the end. That's it. Like, oh, okay. you get the full journey of Mark Grayson in the comic books. So, did they ever, like, spin it off with, like, one of the side characters? You get, a few, you get a few miniseries uh, here and there mm-hmm. with, with, like, Rexplode and Adam and Eve and their, their kind of, like, early relationship stuff. And there's the Guardian of the Globe spinoff at some point. But I, okay. I think that okay. ends before Invincible ends because uh, when Invincible ends, I mean, like, it's, like, the end. Like, it's pretty it's big, final. It's big stakes. Like. Big stakes yeah. at that point. And, and yeah, again, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it too much for anyone who wants to go down that road and check them out. But yeah, I mean, that's that's the great part about the series because because it is a full story with a beginning, middle, and end. You can ramp up the the adventure, the 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 stakes, the consequences, because you're going to get to an end game and everything's going to have to come to a head. And it's beautiful, you know. Again, I you know everyone knows I love Marvel and DC books, but but. You don't get a beginning, middle, and end with those with those comic books. It's it's a perpetual middle, and and with what Invincible, about, you get the end. What about when they reboot the like DC was doing like every three years? We for don't a while. talk about that shit. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because I, because that's an ending with no ending. It's just like oh, uh, the middle just got cut off. Okay, cool. <laughs> Like when they were doing all that new Fifty Two stuff. I don't yeah. know what they're doing now. No, that was that was that. like oh, they hate me and my money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. I'll take my money and leave. <laughs> You'll be back. You'll watch our Snyder Cut. Hashtag 50-50. <laughs> You'll watch our Snyder Cut. And you'll like it. Well, I mean, I did. Um, I know you did. That's what? why I brought it up. <laughs> did you not? I, I haven't watched it all yet. I haven't got there. <laughs> well, since I since I have you, like, yeah. what, what was your what was your hot take on Mortal Kombat? Uh, loved it. What? Super violent. Loved it. Gave me what I wanted. Were you unconscious for the first, like, for that middle, like, hour and a half? Like, I, do I have problems with it? Yes. That's what I'm, come on, get into it, man. Break it down. Be honest. <sighs> you got I mean, problems with it. If you really want to know how I feel, there's going to be a very exclusive Coachee podcast coming out. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, listen, you guys just reviewed the 1995 Mortal Kombat. That, that's why we're doing this one as well. Okay. As a special. Okay. I, I but, we'll we'll, te- we'll tease your podcast with, with you know give us yeah. give us some some teases here. Uh, I don't think you should have a trailer that's chock full of Scorpion, and then not give me Scorpion. <laughs> I felt bait and switched. Okay, fair. Hey, I think that's uh, very fair. You know, don't give me a character that's not in any of the video games as my main character. This is a franchise that has 47,000 characters in it. You don't have to make a new one. I feel like we're on the same page. (laughs) But you're like, I loved it. (laughs) I do. I mean, I, I, the violence alone and the fighting. I mean, when you, when you got it, it was great. (laughs) Uh, It's like, it's like watching Jaws and waiting for the shark to attack. That's anticipation. Well, in Jaws one, in Jaws one, it is. In Jaws two, it's just you know they're just like fucking (laughs) jerking us around. (laughs) It has problems, but don't want to get too much into it. All I remember is the fatalities. When I think back on it, 
In the new one? The new one, yes. So, like, two. Okay, cool. There's, there's some pretty g- good gore in that movie. All right. But Reptile still sucks. They never Reptile fixed sucks. that. <laughs> the, the opening fight with Scorpion is great. Oh, dude, that's, like, the, the centerpiece of the movie, but it's the opening 15 minutes. Yeah, but that left me warm and fuzzy for a while. Okay, fair enough. And then when I started to get cold, you know, Kano rips Reptile's heart out. And I was like, oh, all right, all right, we're back into it. <laughs> all right, well, I, I won't poke you further since it's an upcoming episode of Koa's G. Everyone seems to just stay tuned to Koa's G for that. Bated breath. Uh, well, listen, like Roger and I, I thought we did a pretty comprehensive review. You know where we're You did. I agree with stand. a lot of your points. <laughs> and even, even Roger, who I was, I was concerned. Uh, as as like the the Mortal Kombat enthusiast of the group, uh, he was he he had the similar criticism. So I was really stoked that we were able to kind of like dissect the movie. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking forward to to you guys, the 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 brothers Myers, dissecting this movie. That's right. See, when you guys broke this movie down, I I felt like it was the complete opposite of your The Predator review. <laughs> and I, I feel you're overcompensating how, how, the other way. How dare you? <laughs> and I want you to tell Roger that. I feel you're compensating the other way. You're like, we're way too positive that last time. <laughs> we learned. And time will tell. We learned to, uh, <laughs> to not be so fucking nice <laughs> on our Predator yeah, reviews. Do a podcast with my brother more often. <laughs> there's a reason. Not there's a reason why that episode didn't make it over when we switched podcasting hosts uh, because it, uh, it's is a it black not eye. Anymore? Oh no! I mean, it could be if if if, if there were demand to listen to Roger <laughs> and I uh, 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 pander to a movie that's not that great. <laughs> I'm, gonna take, I'm gonna bring you back onto my podcast to do the Predator, and not like Predators or something fun. Ooh, predators. Is so good with Adrian Brody and and, and yeah oh, and Danny Trejo so and that one's so good. We talked about that one though. We love that one. I, we ta- I think we talked about it on this show. <laughs> yes, we love Predators. It's great. <laughs> well, you guys just had. All right, I know. Okay, if if, if you're in here for Invincible Talk, we're we're done with that. Uh, it was I, great. Watch I'm, it. I got to talk to Reagan about his podcast now because you guys just had Monster Squad on, and we you guys did. ripped it to shreds. And I was borderline offended. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Like I love Monster Squad as much as anybody growing up. Most of the things I loved about that show or that movie horrify me as an adult because I loved the character Rudy in that movie. Oh, so you were disturbed by the revelations yeah. that he's not PC. That dude's a psycho, man. Curtain standards. <laughs> yeah. That guy is making bullets in class. <laughs> and that's cool, apparently. My, I was a little... I, I, I think when I listened to this, I mean, like, you guys weren't wrong by any stretch. I just felt like, I was like, oh, they're, that 2021 goggles don't need to be yeah. on this movie. <laughs> it's, I, I want it to be redone. I'd be super into it. Just to, that, this version... Doesn't add up. Well, it, 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 you know, for anyone not who's not connecting the dots, Mon- Monster Squad and the latest Predator movie, both written by Shane Black. So that, oh, that's that's where the, yeah that they that's were. kind of the, the connection. That's why that's why I brought it up. There was a point to, to bringing that up again on the show. <laughs> and also, big Shane Black fan. Iron Man three. <laughs> you do, you do. Controversial movie, but I think we all love Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Great movie. Oof, uh, so I love the other guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, With yeah. Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. I'm a Shane Black fan. And 
once again, the, the Predator. It was just a bad attempt. He made an attempt, though, and I'll be there for the next Predator movie as well. Yeah. No, I... Yeah. I, we you will. will. We will as yeah. well. I mean, like, this podcast has, like, hitched our wagon to the Predators, for better or worse. <laughs> <laughs> Despite the fact we, we have completely disavowed that movie, <laughs> we are still, you know, in where the, you know, for thick or th- for thin, <laughs> we're there I for think, the Predator. I think everyone disavowed that movie. <laughs> I still secretly think there's a better version of that movie, like on an editing floor somewhere. Yeah, a hundred percent there is. Like you know, let Thomas Jane do what Thomas Jane does. Mm -hmm. Like there's Mm -hmm. so many good actors in that movie, just making weird choices or being told to do weird things. Agreed. Agreed. Like if if they all had just had an encounter with the predator in their life, and that's why they were crazy. Like, they were all the duchess of their group. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. And then they have to fight, like, 14 predators. And then Dutch shows up in that cylinder at the end of the movie? I mean, yeah. come on. I you know, I wanted it to be Adrian Brody so bad. I, You know what? I knew it was going to be Schwarzenegger because, like, those, those rumors had come out that, like, they couldn't reach an agreement. But right. I would have been stoked for Adrian Brody to pop out of there because yeah. I love Adrian Brody that had popped out with his little shotgun. Mm-hmm. No one's excited to see Adrian Brody ever. We would have freaked out. <laughs> you're not wrong, sir. You're not wrong. All right, one final question for you before I let you go tonight. Right. I know it's getting late for you, bud. Uh, That's good. I'm tomorrow, the, or, uh, actually, the day people will, will be listening to this, it will be Tuesday, May the 4th. May the 4th be with mm-hmm. you. You guys have a special episode of the Koji coming out, Battle for Endor. But That's right. are what are you looking forward to about this this coming May the Fourth? I mean, are you are you watching the Bad Batch? Are you waiting for new Star Wars movie news? What do you what are you pumped for? Uh, it, definitely watching the Bad Batch as soon as I get home from work. Nice. And and so I can listen to uh, this little podcast. I listen to Mando Vision, huh. and I don't want that guy to spoil the show for me. I've heard good things about that show. <laughs> that guy's on top of shit. Yeah, so I, I feel. I, are they just releasing one episode, or is it like the first three it's or something cool It's one episode, like but it's 70 uh, minutes long. Oh, all right. So it's like a little so mini movie ready to go for you. Okay, I'm, I'll take it. And then you get the next one on Friday, so not, not a long wait. So basically three episodes are going to come out this week. Okay. Yeah, you're going to be all set. So you're doing two Mandovisions this week? I mean, technically I'm doing three. I, I just dropped one today, buddy. Oh, you did? Listen to it. Totally, <laughs> like... Whole thing went right through it. <laughs> you know, it's that bounty hunter guy. You know? Cad Bane, um, baby. Yeah, Bane. Because you keep calling him Bane, and it confuses me because I'm like, wait, he Bane's in this? And I was like, oh, all right, no, the bounty hunter guy. Well, it's like, him. you know, you either say Bane or you say Cad Bane, and I'd like to save my breath sometimes. <laughs> I talk too much I on that show because there's no one else to talk to. Yeah, I get it. I get you. <laughs> are, are, are you hoping for any, any big announcements, though, for Star Wars? Like, what do you want to see announced? Like, what do you kind of, like, in in your fanboy heart, what are you hoping to hear? A Book of Boba Fett trailer. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Okay. Or the, the Ahsoka Tana show where they show me Grand Admiral Thrawn. How dare like, you? Like, it could, it could what be a, a tease. Silhouette. What a tease. It could be a silhouette and just the red eyes open. Okay. Oh, just talking about it. Goosebumps right there, <laughs> baby. I, I don't disagree with you at all. I still harbor the hope, and I've talked about it openly on this very podcast, that I would love it 
if 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 someone realized that that movies are are not what we need for the Star Wars universe, that that these Disney Plus shows are the way to go, and we get the next installment of Solo. I want that announcement that that Alden Ehrenreich and and everyone else is coming back, and they're they're gonna finish that story in the course of a Disney okay. Plus show. I'd be into that. But I mean, aren't they kind of doing that with the Lando show? Are they? Okay, there, there have not been a lot of details announced about the Lando show. We don't know anything about that one. Yeah. Cause was it last year that they announced, like, the 10 shows? or? Yeah, it was, it was in November that they announced every, all those. Okay, other, it was like, November. You know, Rangers of the New Republic and, 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 you know, all the other stuff. Right. Ahsoka. I want, I want to see a continuation of Solo, but I want it to be a show... Again, I've openly pitched on this podcast how I wanted to be like Solo and Boba Fett and Lando and like this whole underworld of the Star Wars Galaxy kind of series. Oh, and I would fantastic. love that that to be a show. I, I would love it if they went and did an old Republic show and brought back the guy who did those video games to write the show. Oh, Drew Carperson. Uh, yeah, that. Thank you. <laughs> I know his name. Yes, like I, I just finished Get some the Darth, Darth Bane. Bane. Get the other yeah. Bane going. How many Banes can we do on these shows? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> they could just do a whole Rule of Two television show. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. I'd be super into that because it'd be so dark. But I guess they, they couldn't market that to kids. You can't have your hero just strangling people all the time. <laughs> Why not? I also, I also still want a want a Darth Vader show on Disney Plus, but you know we'll see. I'm like, I, we'll I see know it's this... not canon anymore, but that Darth Vader book that came out years ago now, where it was when he first got into the suit. Yeah, the one by James how... uh, by James Lucino. Yeah. Yes, yes, that was a great book. It was a great book. And it just showed how angry Vader was that he was just crippled in this suit, <laughs> and he felt that Palpatine made it big and lumbering on purpose so you would never be able to defeat him and it made him angry. I'm okay with that too. That'd be oh, right. I love that. I love that angle so let, much. Let, no, let's get into it, man. I wanna I wanna get into it. I, I hope there's some more cool announcements about some more Star Wars stuff on Disney. You know, I, you know, don't get me wrong, I I love I love Star Wars on the on the big screen. Um but like like with the Marvel shows, I mean you can get into so much more character stuff with these like six eight episode series. Right. That I'd love to see. And, you know, exploring Darth Vader, exploring Obi-Wan Kenobi, exploring Han Solo and Lando's relationship more fully than you can do in a two-hour movie, right. I'm A-OK -okay with. The movie should be the bigger stories. Yeah. But if you want to get into, you know, who stole the plants or what the Cantina band does in their off time, that's a television show. I don't want to see the Cantina band in a television show, by the way. Please don't make that happen. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, how do I make that work with my Lobot show that I want to pitch? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or if you want to know what Lobot does when he's charging. He does badass things. He, I think he's like a sniper in his free time. Yeah, or Lobot, you know, super spy. Yes, that's the show right there. <laughs> Where Lobot is just basically James Bond, and you just don't know it. Fuck, dude. Uh, you know, how about you just give uh, Timothy Oliphant a Star Wars show, Cobb Vanth, Tatooine yep. Sheriff. <laughs> I'd watch that. Uh, would it be like Deadwood? No, it'd be like Justified. Oh, okay. He's still into it. <laughs> is he going to wear the same hat? Does he have a hat in... He doesn't he have doesn't a hat have in Mandalorian, hat in though. 
No, I know he doesn't. But if he's going to be a sheriff of a town without the, I mean, he had the helmet right. before. Yeah, so but he, it also in Deadwood yeah. he had a mustache too. I don't know if he needs the mustache yeah. in this. He either needs the mustache or the hat. He can choose. I'll let him make the decision. Well, I mean, that one guy in Deadwood had like a, you know, a, a you know, a, 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for? He had like kidney stones for half the season. I, I don't need to see that again on in Star Wars. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't need that. But speaking of Deadwood, real quick, I'm going to recommend a show to you. <laughs> okay. If, you know, if if you like Hell on Wheels, I if do. you like Deadwood, Anson Mount is awesome. It's it's fantastic. There's a show on HBO that was recommended to me by my producer. It's called Warrior. I think it's I've heard based, you guys talk about this actually. Yeah, it's amazing. It is basically Hell on Wheels with Kung Fu. Okay. It's okay. great. I can't recommend it enough. A little too much nudity for me. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, all right, naked chicks, great. Let, let's fight. Like, that's what I'm here for. Kano wins. Yeah, gotcha. that's right. Kano wins. <laughs> Flawless victory. Nice Star Wars glass, by the way. I, pre- I, I noticed that. Thank you. I see you it. The, the Boba Fett. Yeah, it out baby. Just for you. Yeah, baby. It's the only one I've drank out of my four pack that I bought ten years ago at Target. Hey, like I said, people are gonna be listening to this on May the fourth, so we gotta talk a little Star Wars and nothing yeah. else. Well, I have been drinking a lot of beer out of a Boba Fett glass all episode. You're welcome. Right. <laughs> all right. So I think we na- I think we nailed it on the head. Watch Invincible. Stay on the internet tomorrow for for Star Wars announcements. Watch the Bad Batch because we're gonna be talking about it on our podcast. I bet you'll talk about it on your podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, we we are, I think we announced it. You know, yeah, we did. Because we already talked about Battle for Endor. Sorry, had a few beers on a Monday night. It's unusual. It's for throwing me. you off Body's a little bit. I got you. I got you. But we we got Battle for Endor coming out on Wednesday, and you'll. Yes. Oh, Sometimes it's hard to go back to your childhood. You know That's what? All I'm gonna say. <laughs> you know, I, I I texted you about this, and I should tease it on this show too. But uh, if you if you want to hear. Uh, some some interesting Star Wars uh, revelations and opinions. Uh, get ready because on Mandavision, I I am rewatching Caravan of Courage currently, Oof. and that is, wow, the struggle is real. The struggle is real. Okay. <laughs> now I'm gonna ask a question about Caravan of Courage because we did not watch that before watching our movie. Probably a good choice. Does Wicket speak English? Not to my recollection, but I'm not very far into it because before I was like, "Oh, I need to stop now." Because, okay. Uh, listen, okay. You you, you want to get into a little truth time real quick? Uh, always, I want to get into truth time. I I thought that watching Caravan of Courage, uh, with a, with a buzz, might be the way to go. It I was can see that. It was not, because I'm 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 just I I zone out so quickly because it's not yeah. good. Yeah. It's not good, and like. The first like ten minutes are silent. There's no one's talking. It's just like Ewoks okay. doing stuff and kids running around. Okay, so they changed it up for Battle for Andor. I'm going to screw in the first five seconds of Battle for Andor for no, you. Battle for Andor more action oriented. Oh, yeah. okay. He speaks English, okay. and it freaks you the fuck out because <laughs> you're like, can he do this the whole time? <laughs> Is he fucking with everybody? And you weren't inebriated or high no, on the cocaine. Unfortunately, I was sober. If I was drunk, it would have terrified me. I would have had to run out of the house. <laughs> Call the cops. Be like, Wicket is speaking English. And they'd be like, Yub Nub. 
Sing it. Come on, sing it. You know nope, you want nope. to. No, no, no. Beep, bop, beep, the boo. <laughs> that was a little scat in there. That was some Ewok scat. I don't think I don't think this podcast is in, in any better than that right there. I mean, I, I don't know what else I have to say that can top that shit. That was incredible. Should have never chased that ending, by the way. Just just throw it out there. Agreed. But Reagan, Dumb Dumb should be the default ending. You are you are a superstar. You are the uh, quote unquote undefeated champ of the Coast like podcast. Quote unquote on there. I don't know. I listened to your your uh, <laughs> your episode about the Monster Squad, That's and right. you claimed uh, I think you claimed a false victory on that one. <laughs> I'm true in my heart. If you're true to yourself, you're undefeated. You can do it at home too. You could be undefeated. You take your vitamins. You say your prayers. You believe it in your heart. You're undefeated. You know what? I just watched the Macho Man documentary last night. I don't believe you at all. You, was it good? It I was great. I don't get that channel. I'm so fucking pissed. <laughs> I tried to record it. I was like, I gotta watch a Macho Man documentary. It's, it's pretty good. It's pretty oh, good. damn it. I gotta find it. I gotta buy it or something on iTunes. <laughs> fucking bite the bullet. Reagan, tell the good people who don't already know where to find you guys on the internets and social medias mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Get it right this time because I don't want Ryan to yell at me. I don't know. Don't I don't want to be yelling at me either. We got to record it in a couple days. You can find us at coesgpod.com or you can follow us on Instagram or Stitch. You know, I was doing Stitcher. a wrongful bit. Instagram or Twitter. Twitter. At coesgpod. <laughs> Check them out. It's a fun movie podcast. They they look back. They kind of dive into our own, all of us, our own personal histories in, in the in the movie stuff. You guys, uh, I think, do a fun job at. You know, I'm a little biased because I grew up with you clowns. So (laughs) hearing your voices talk about this shit is so fun to me. That's what we're just trying to have conversations. Pretty much like we did here tonight. Yeah. People are like, hey, man, weren't you guys talking about Invincible? That was hours ago. We're here to talk about something else. I I noticed someone uh, uh, close to this podcast that I host uh, gave you guys a five-star review, and I'm still waiting for that person to give me one. So that's interesting. That's interesting. Meant the world to me. You don't know how the Koji family erupted. <laughs> Much like Yubnub, where <laughs> X-Wings were flying across the sky, setting off fireworks. fireworks. And, yeah. <laughs> and it's such a heartfelt review. Love it. Love that dude. And I love it when he no-sells you on this podcast. <laughs> how dare you, sir. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> Oh, I'm getting the boot, people. <laughs> I must silence my critics now. <laughs> Reagan, thanks for hanging out, man. I'm so glad you enjoyed Invincible. Uh, like I said, this was something that I was really excited about, but I wasn't sure how uh, you know people who weren't familiar with the comic were going to enjoy it. And you know, between yourself and your brothers, and and hearing how much you guys enjoyed it, uh, uh, filled my heart with with delight and glee. And I know, I know, I know a couple of other friends who are having similar reactions to you guys who don't know the comic. And again, making me so very, very happy. I can't wait for season two. If you guys want to check out the comics, uh, you know, come out to San Diego. I'll let you, I'll let you read them. I'm not gonna send them to you though. Okay, <laughs> I, I can't afford that kind of postage. All right. <laughs> Do I have to sit on the the porch and just read them? You'll pass them under the door. No, I mean you can sit on the couch. You just have, oh, have okay. to like fend off the dachshunds who want to get you hugs from you. Mm. I don't want to give them hugs, though. Yeah, that's fine. You just got to keep the book away, like, up in the air. Oh, I was going to say, what if they bend the pages? No, you know? no. You, come on. You've seen mall rats. I know. <laughs> I try to teach you about comic books, Reagan, but you want to play Little League. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friend. I will talk to you later. Thanks so much for hanging out today, man. It's been a blast.
Anytime, brother. Anytime. Later. Why did you make me do this? You're fighting so you can watch everyone around you die. Think, Mark. You'll outlast every fragile, insignificant being on this planet. You'll live to see this world crumble to dust and blow away. Everyone and everything you know will be gone. What will you have after 500 years? You, Dad. I still have you. Hey, welcome back. That is the conversation. I know we got we got way off base towards the end of that, but uh, it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, as always, it's a lot of fun talking to Reagan from the CoSG podcast and kind of catching up on on what he's watching, what he's digging, and uh, his unique perspective on a lot of things going on in in the pop culture world. So, uh, a, a lot of fun, and I hope I hope you guys and gals didn't mind uh, the sidetrack and the and the, like the little diatribes we went on off to the side there. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode a lot because uh, Invincible is one of those things that it's sort of near and dear to my heart. It is uh, a comic book. I didn't, I, you know, I wasn't there on, uh, you know, when, when issue one dropped. I didn't find it right at the beginning. I kind of came to it uh, a year or so into its run. And, and I was like, oh man, I wish I had picked this up from the beginning. And, and it was a book I read uh, via trade paperback for, for a little while to get kind of caught up. But I think I was buying the book by issue 14, 15, 16, somewhere around there. And and uh, I, I instantly fell in love with it so, so very, very much. And again, like I said, I went back, read those collections that were available so I knew what the story was in, in the first, like, whatever how many ever issues I was missing at the time. So seeing it brought to life uh, in this way is so uh, so fulfilling for me because, again, I became very quickly enamored with it. And seeing it, you know, when, when it was announced as an animated series, I, I did have some tiny reservations that people wouldn't take it as seriously, that it might be sort of uh, simplified in, in ways. But, you know, rewatching this episode eight, the season finale, and it's not that way at all. It's it's not that way. The emotion in this show, uh, despite it being animated, despite it being, you know, quote unquote a cartoon, it, it's so powerful, it's so emotional. I mean, I don't know how you listen to the, the that sound clip we just played. And if you've seen the episode and you've seen everything that's just happened between Omni Man and Invincible. I don't know how you get a little, you don't you know how you don't get a little choked up, how you don't get a little emotional. You know, we've talked in the, on this podcast before. I'm a I'm a weepy son of a bitch nowadays. Um, and you know, so yeah, I'm soft. <laughs> I'm a soft old middle aged old man. Uh, but I hear that and that that dialogue between a father and a son. And it it strikes it strikes a chord with me, and uh, yeah, I, the 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 tears come, they form in the corner of the eyes, and and yeah, I get emotional listening to it, and that's the first like twenty something minutes of the episode, and then you got to deal with the fallout of all that. This show is stellar. If you listen to it this far, and you've you've tolerated our spoilers, uh, I, I again I urge you. I, I hope we have conveyed to you how how great the show is. You know, 
most of us have the Amazon Prime. Why not take a little bit of time out of our day and check the show out, see what you think. It's eight episodes. They're about 45 minutes a pop. Do not be fooled when you see the Invincible banner pop up at what you think might be the end of the show. Let it play. Let it play. There's always a little bit more after that, okay? Wait till the little box pops up and says, you know, next episode about to play in, in 10 seconds. That's when you know the show's over. Let that happen. But yeah, I think this has been a rewarding experience uh, for me as a fan of the comic, uh, for a, a vast majority of my friends who don't know the comics and who are checking it out for the first time. So if you're new to it, uh, don't be don't be intimidated. Don't be don't be fearful of it. It's a great time. It's a great experience. And if you dig what they're doing on the, on the show, by all means, go check out the comics because you can pick up the the soft cover trade paper, paperbacks. They're very affordable. You can get the, the, the Deluxe Ultimate Edition Collections, uh, which is what I have a lot of uh, uh, for, for rereading purposes. And then if you, if you want to get, if you're all about like the, the crazy Deluxe Hardback Editions, they have these Omnibus Editions that are like almost 50 issues per collection that'll, that'll look real nice on your bookshelf. Uh, but they are thick, and it could probably kill a person. So just be careful if you decide to go that route. All right, that being said, I thank you all so much for listening to this episode. If you're an Invincible fan, if you're a new Invincible fan, I, I hope you enjoyed this one. I hope we had some fun discussions. Uh, if you weren't into the side com conversations and, and the, the sort of diatribes towards the ends, I do apologize for that, but I hope you got a kick out of those too because it's a lot of fun to talk to Reagan about Star Wars because we're both big fans and we both read a lot of the same books back in the day. So it's always fun to talk about that stuff with him. All right, let's get out of here. This is the TomCast Podcast. My name is Tom. Uh, there are... Some absolutely critical people that we have to mention uh, before we wrap the show up because without them, without the official members of Pophead Nation, this show doesn't exist. If you want to become an official member of Pophead Nation, patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. Join the nation, get access to the bonus content where I talk about crazy things like like uh, YA books and, 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 uh, and the Chosen One characters and why I think it's ruining the youth of America. <laughs> Just my perspective. Thank you to our current Patreons, the... Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail. Jeff is the host of the Ring and Ear, a great music podcast. Please check that out. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles. The Squidmaster General, Mr. Brian Broussard. The New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer. Our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Chris, a parade brewery company right here in San Diego, California. And the, the, the Hophead Brigadier, Jesus Beer Hops. Thank you so much. You're keeping the show alive, and, and we're so grateful for your, your love and support. We are on all your favorite podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, Amazon, Audible, and so many, many more. And if we're not on something, let me know. If you're listening via Apple Podcasts and you can take the time, five-star reviews help us defeat the evil algorithm. All right, we're going to be back so very, very soon. It is, a, like, a, like we talked about with Reagan, it's a busy week on both the TomCast podcast and on MandoVision. You know, it, you're listening to this on Tuesday, May the 4th. Probably at the same time that I'm recording the Tuesday, May the 4th, Be With You episode of Vision. So get ready. Uh, you might have like almost five days of, of podcasts to listen to coming up here. It's going to be nuts. So I hope I see you on the other side. I hope to see you on Vision. I hope to see you back here for more podcasts on Thursday or Friday whenever we drop that. Get ready. Stay buckled up. And, and keep your buckets on at the same time. All right. Ciao, babes. Great story. Compelling and rich. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions. Yeah.